Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio, where today and every day we take the next few steps on our journey of faith together with our spiritual directors from across the country. My name is Patrick Conley, and I sit in from time to time for Josh Raymond, as I'm doing today. One of the places you'll find me when I'm not hosting The Inner Life is hosting a show called Practicing Catholic, a local show for the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis. It airs on the local relevant radio station there in the Twin Cities, but anyone can listen to archived episodes and podcasted interviews on our webpage, which is practicingcatholicshow.com. Well, here on The Inner Life, may it never be said that we shy away from the hard topics. Today we are tackling, I think I would say it's one of the most difficult practices that our Lord has entrusted to us. I'm talking about loving our enemies. That's our topic for today, loving our enemies. And I'm sure that I, at least, am going to need some help along the way with this one. So let's say hello to our spiritual director for today. It is Father Eric Nielsen, the pastor of St. Paul University Catholic Center on the campus of the University of Wisconsin in Madison. Father Eric has been a pastor of St. Paul's since 2006 and a priest of the Diocese of Madison since 1995. Father, it's good to be with you again. Welcome to the program. Hello, Patrick. It's always a pleasure to be here with you and um, being with everybody listening across the country. So looking forward to the uh, to the show. Absolutely. Me too. Well, uh, loving enemies. Uh, there's so many different things to ask about. And I have to say, though, that one of the things that strikes me first, Father, is that we have perhaps a, uh, a, as a society, we have a different understanding of what even the word love means, of course, than what what Jesus himself talks about when he's talking about love. And uh, to muster up feelings of affection for our enemies seems nigh on impossible, but I don't think that's what the Lord was asking us to do, was it? Well, no, at least not initially. Right. Um, okay. You know, it's 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 not it's not unheard of that you can get there, but that's not um, that's not where our Lord was uh, was going. You know, when you think of loving our enemies, and obviously you kind of kind of alluded to that can be extremely difficult. You know, just just think of the people in Ukraine, right? You know, if anybody right. anybody has an enemy now, and it's yeah, it would be hard to say it's the Russian people. You just think it's Putin. You know, can they forgive Putin? You know, who's in who's causing, you know, all this uh, havoc in, in their country. And he definitely is an enemy, and God is asking you to love him. And this is very important because, you know, right in Matthew's Gospel, our Lord tells us that if we do not forgive other people, our Heavenly Father will not forgive us. So we have a very vested interest in forgiving our enemies. Um, we want our Lord to forgive us. And in order to do that, we must we must pass that forgiveness on to others, just like the parable of the unjust steward, you know, who throttles uh, somebody that owed him a small amount after his master had forgiven him 
a huge amount. And one of the things can, that can help us to do this is to realize that God sees everything. Um, God is merciful, but he's also, um, he's also just, and nobody just gets off scot-free. And in heaven, we will be grateful for the difficulties that we endured with Jesus, and we will be rewarded for those. And we have to be more like Jesus, and you know, from the cross, Jesus, or actually, as we would be nailed to the cross, he said, Jesus, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Um, um, they don't know. They don't know what they're doing. Right. And in a sense, nobody really knows what they're doing when they hurt another person. If they did, they wouldn't do it. Um, so, what does Jesus mean when he says, "Forgive your enemies"? What he means is, or to love your enemies. And we know from our good Catholic teaching that love is the ability to will the good of another person. And so what you're doing when you um, um, love your enemy is you do not wish ill on them. You will their good. Um, Our Lord here is just repeating what's already in the Old Testament. In Proverbs we read, If your enemy is hungry, give him food. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. And already way back in Exodus, you know, Moses was writing, if you come across your enemy's ox or donkey wandering off, be sure to return it. And so we, so th- that's where we start. I want to will this person's good. And the ultimate good that we can will our enemy is their repentance and salvation. And so we can be praying for Putin's repentance and salvation, you know, willing, willing that man's willing that man's good. So so that's where it starts. I'm going to, I'm going to will this person's good. All right. Well, that's a great place to start. And since you drew the scriptures into it here, Father, um I'm also curious though because uh in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, well, he that's where he also says, of course, um you should love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. But uh prior to that, he says, you have heard that it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, which indeed is a scriptural reference. But he goes on and he, uh, well, as he oftentimes does, he will expand upon it. And he says, but I say to you, do not resist one who is evil. If anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. If anyone would sue you and take your coat, let him have your cloak as well, etc., so I'm just curious uh, in, I mean, this is a bit of exegetical work, I suppose, on this scripture, but um, what exactly is Jesus doing here? Is he is he uh, overturning the old Mosaic law? Is he fulfilling it? What's he doing? Yeah, he's, he's deeping it. So when we look okay. at eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, you know, that's actually, that, that's pretty, that's a step in the right direction. You know, if you ever watch little kids... You know, one kid hits another kid, well, the other kid hits them back twice as hard, right? And it escalates. (laughs) Right. You know, and so, you know, that's what our president is trying to do in uh, Ukraine. You know, he's trying, we want want to help Ukrainians, um, but it's kind of like eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. We we don't want to escalate it because we're all afraid of, you know, nuclear war, you know, destroying the whole planet, right? So let's not not escalate the situation. Let's, you know, it's only an eye for an eye, a tooth for tooth. You will not exact any more than the damage you received, right? In other words, you're not going to enact vengeance. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, right? And we still hold to that for the most part. You know, if somebody destroys my car, he gives me the money to fix the car. He doesn't give me twice as much money back, right? There's a sense of justice there. But our Lord is, what our Lord is pointing out is that, look, 
if if we really are to advance as as a society and as Christians, we got to be willing just to let bygones be bygones and and write the whole thing off and not worry about it. Mm. Okay, yeah, you hurt me. Fine, let's just forget about the whole thing. Mm. And uh, I forgive you. Um, and, and you know, and let's kind of move on. Now that can have some. If we approach that the wrong way as persons, that can have its own psychological issues. You know, if somebody hurts us deeply, um, yeah, the forgiving process can't be, well, it, it wasn't anything and forget about it because that's not, that's not act what forgiveness actually is. To forgive somebody, you have to recognize what they did and that they did hurt you. And maybe it, it, maybe it requires you to reach out to that person and say, look, just to let them know, you know, you hurt me deeply by this. Um, it'd be great if you apologized mm-hmm. and, and I don't think that's that, that's still turning the other cheek because what you're trying to do and turn the other cheek is you're trying to restore the relationship as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. The restoration of the relationship, uh, and that's, that is certainly key. We're speaking today with our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen, from the St. Paul University Catholic Center at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, and we're talking about love for enemies. Has it been difficult for you to pray for your enemies? Have you found it uh, a challenge to you, maybe something that you can't even at this point, that uh, you can't even find the strength to to partake in praying for your enemies. What do you do when you encounter that frustration? Or maybe you have had the opportunity to pray for someone and actually be reconciled to someone who hurt you. Tell us your story. We would love to have you on the show here on The Inner Life. Our our number is 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. You can also send us an email Inner life at relevantradio.com. All right. Well, um, Father, I'm I'm uh, I, I see where where the, it seems like the gist of things are going, um, but I, I'd like you to expand a little bit further on what you were just talking about in terms of the role of forgiveness versus you know just kind of a of a glib. Well, forget it. You know, it, it was nothing and that sort of thing. Um, how do we enact true forgiveness, especially when somebody's hurt us pretty deeply? Yeah, so I think because we started thinking is, do I have to have love and affection for them, feelings? Well, no, you don't have to have that for somebody that's hurt you. And if you have somebody who hurts you repeatedly, you know, you might need to just back away from that relationship. But basically, we are trying to get to the point where, as our Lord says, you have to forgive that person from their heart. Or I do, in a certain sense, want a... um, a type of affection for that person because that's that's a part of love too you know we, we just don't you know love with our intellects you know we love with our affections and so if we I, I would say one of the things that I always recommend people to do is to meditate on the sacred heart of Jesus and to take the pain that you experienced in being hurt and take that pain to Jesus unite that pain to our Lord's heart and in a certain sense, have it be dissolved and burnt up in our Lord's love. Jesus told St. Mary Alcoa that whoever meditates on my sacred heart for five minutes every day will have the ability to forgive all of their enemies. Mm-hmm. And in that forgiveness then comes the ability to open up our heart to that person again. Yeah. Yeah. And what I would recommend is really realize whoever has hurt you has hurt Jesus more. Hmm. The analogy I'd use is like if I come up to a mother and she shows me her baby and I spit that baby and I spit in the baby's face, 
Well, that baby is, is hurt, you know, because it feels it maybe cries a little bit. But the mother is hurt far more because she knows the dignity of that baby more than the baby knows its dignity. Hmm. And we're all children of God. And when everybody, anybody hurts us, our Lord, who is our Father, knows our true dignity and knows how much that deeply hurt us. And in a sense, he's more offended than even we are. So when you go to Jesus with these things, he knows what you're going through. He knows you're hurt. That hurt is in his heart as well, and it's very deep. And so you can kind of unite that pain that you're experiencing with Jesus' pain in his heart. And that way you just don't push it aside. You know, we don't want to... become attached to our pain and cling to our pain and hold on to our pain, but at the same time, we can't just forget and pretend it never showed up. Right. In a certain sense, we have to just digest it, and, and that's what we do in meditation with our Lord. Wow. Great advice, Father. Thank you for that. i tell you what, let's take a phone call. Uh, we've got Jason who's calling in from Northern California. Jason, welcome to The Inner Life. Hello. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, sure. What I'm going through is uh, I've been married for 14 years, been together with my wife for 18, and she recently decided she wants a divorce. And in the state of California, um, it's it's stacked against the guys, and I don't I don't want a divorce. Um, and you know the marriage wasn't perfect. Uh, she was she's pretty she was pretty abusive, but I've come to figure out that there's a lot of mental health issues going on with her um, and we lost the baby and I mean it's just but the things she said the things the lies that she's made up I've never known this woman to lie the things she said are just devastating the allegations she's made how much do I have to take um, you know I, I've made it a point to where I don't speak ill of her um, because I know that she's sick and, and, you know, I can't hold that against her. But, but at one point, you know, when... when well, there's a difference. To keep taking yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, so I'm sorry about that. That, that, that can be um, devastating to have someone that you stuck with all this time and just suddenly just leave. And, you know, blessings on you to see that, you know, she has some mental illness that she's struggling with. That gives it, makes it perhaps, you know, a little easier to deal with. But some way that you've loved your whole life, suddenly just lying about things that you do that are evil, you know, that that's hard to take. So how much can you take? Well, uh, two, two different ways you want to look at it. First of all, you can take a lot. Um, you can take as much as, um, as is going to be dished to you as long as you keep yourself united to Jesus Christ. You know, so life is very short. And we're rewarded in heaven for what we endure patiently. And so um, I think without getting angry at her and, and, you know, wishing her goodwill, and I think you can bear this, you know, even if it's killing you. But you just have to get really close to our Lord Jesus, get close to the Eucharist, and, um, you know, say your rosary with a lot of devotion. Um, At the same time, though, that doesn't mean you do not defend yourself and defend your character and, you know, stand up for yourself when it's appropriate to stand up for yourself and to do it with, you know, without rancor, to do it without hatred, um, to speak the truth. But you have a certain obligation to stand up to her 
because um, it's not helping her that she's living in a world that she's made up for herself, you know, a world that's not true. And I'm, I just assume that what you say is, is true, right? But if she's doing this, it's not good for her to live in that world. And so you owe it to her to stand up and push back on it and say, no, that's not true or whatever the case may be. And, you know, you might need a good attorney in order to do that wisely. Um, but you just can't take that's, – that's one of the things that I see a mistake that men do in the divorce. They just lie down. And, and that's a huge mistake. You don't want to just lie down. What you're trying to do is just not give in to anger and resentment and self-pity. So that, that's, that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. Well, thank you for the advice, Father. And Jason, uh, thank you for having the courage to call in and to, to let us in on, on that, on that hard situation that you're facing. May God bless you in that, and I pray that there's a close community in your parish and perhaps with your parish priest um, that's uh, helping you through this as well. I think one of the things that I'm taking away from some of the things that Father is saying even thus far in the program is that we we need one another um, to stand up with us in some of these times, and so this is a great time to seek that out. So thank you, Jason, for your call. Tell you what, we got some more calls uh, waiting in the wings. Uh, thanks for your patience. I'm going to ask you to be patient just a little bit longer as we're going to take our first break, but we'll be back in just a moment with more of the inner life and praying for your enemies. We'll be right back. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life. Patrick Conley sitting in for Josh Raymond today, and I'm sure I don't need to remind you that last Sunday we celebrated God's love for us in Easter, and we're getting ready to embrace God's divine mercy this Sunday. So my encouragement to you to join Father Rocky and divine mercy expert Drew Mariani for a special Divine Mercy Sunday broadcast. That's going to be 3 p.m. Central this Sunday, the 24th. It's going to be a live event. It's going to have exposition of the most blessed sacrament, the chaplet, of course, and the opportunity for you to call in with your prayer intentions. So get ready for this for God's graces on this Feast of Mercy. Sunday, this Sunday, the 24th, 3 p.m. Central, right here on Relevant Radio on, on the mobile app and also at relevantradio.com slash divine mercy. Jesus, we trust in you. And we are trusting in Jesus to speak through our spiritual director today, Father Eric Nielsen, as he leads us through this thorny topic of love for our enemies. And as promised, let's go back to the phones. We've got Nicholas, who's calling in from Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Nicholas, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you, and thank you for hearing my story. I um, Earlier this year, I was in a rooming situation where I was living with a couple of good friends, and they were helping me to move into another good friend's place, but something happened where... I, without explanation or anything, really, they, uh, the new friend had kicked me out of his place. And then he told my, um, my previous roommate something so that they didn't take me back in. So I ended up in a pretty bad way. And, uh, I am, you know, working through some bitterness in that because it made absolutely no sense to me at the time. And I'm still trying to gain some perspective on it to, you know, wish mercy on them. And it's, it's just been especially difficult because there was no explanation. 
and yeah, I managed to get back on my feet, you know, to a certain extent, but it's still a struggle. So yeah, that's, that's basically my story. Have you, are you reconciled with your friends at all or is it just kind of like now their whole relationships are broken? Uh, they blocked off all communication. Uh, I don't see any chance of reconciling at this point. And you have no idea what you did. Uh, I, I honestly don't. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, other than just having a third party, go and talk to them and try to figure it out. Um, I mean, you're left with just moving on with your life and just, uh, you know, I would, um, you know, wish them well, so to speak, as we've been talking about on the program, you know, pray a rosary for them, maybe even go on a pilgrimage to some shrine and just say, Lord, please remove whatever bitterness and anger I have uh, against these men and have me put, and let me put it behind me and say a rosary for each one of them. And, you know, when it, when they're, when it pops up in your head, which the devil will use to make you feel bad about yourself and to make you feel sorry for yourself. I mean, the devil loves to put these past things into our brain. You're just going to have to say, Jesus, you know, please help me forgive them. Or Jesus, um, you know, forgive them. They don't know what they, they've done. And you just have to really trust that by doing that, um, the pain that, you know, their grip in your heart, because that's the thing, when we when we can't forgive somebody, they, they still have a hold on our heart. You know, they're, they're still you know, something there that agitates us. And, and we don't want that, you know. I don't, just because they're in a room, that doesn't mean I can't enter the room as well. So uh, you don't want to be in a situation if they're invited to a party, you don't go either. And so you, you're just going to have to ask our Lord to give you that grace. And every time we think about it, you know, it's, it's, it's you're, you're going to get a little better if you keep turning to our Lord, you know. Lord, please give me the grace to forgive these men. Um, and then there's... um. I forget which psalm there is. There's a great psalm that talks about, um, you know, that King David says when, when it's about his son Anselm trying to overtake his kingdom. And he says, you know, if an enemy had done this, I could bear it, but as you, my most trusted son. So that might be a, a psalm that you might want to look into and just, just pray from your heart. Definitely. No, thank you. I think a uh, quick look on the internet says that's Psalm 55, uh, just for reference's sake. Yeah, there, there you go. There, there, there it's, that's, a, that's a great psalm just to repeat and pray on. And, and just trust our Lord will give you that grace. He, he, will, he wants to give you that grace to forgive these men, and he will give it to you if you ask him for it. And know that, you know, as I said before, God is just. He's merciful, but he's also just. Nobody, nobody gets away with anything. We we all pay in one way or another for the sins that we do. Right, Nicholas, I am uh, I'm sorry for your situation. It's uh, I can only imagine how tough it is to basically be sent, well, into exile for not for for as far as you know nothing to have a friendship uh, like this just broken. So, um, but I again thank you as well for having the courage to call and share your story. And uh, our prayers will be with you. Indeed, I think, Father, we're going to have to be praying for everyone who calls in today as, um, yeah, I mean, we all face these hurts. We all face these times of being betrayed, of times of being hurt by others, and yet uh, we're struggling. We know the Lord's command to love our enemies, but uh, but we that's not an easy thing to do, as I started with. 
Um, but speaking of which, Father, I did hear over the break that um, you have some stories of forgiveness to share as well. Do you want to share one of those with us, Father? Well, I would say, you know, there's one that's kind of well-known by a, a saint, and I think it's really moving. It's by Maria Gretti. You know, we, we're, for those who are not familiar with the story, yeah, young Maria Gretti, a, little, a young Spanish woman living in a poor family in Italy, and her father had passed away, and one of the farmhands uh, attacked her, wanting to um, rape her, and she wouldn't give in, and she made it very difficult for her. She started rolling on the floor with her... Um, skirt tightly wound against her legs saying don't do it it's a sin it's a sin and his response was to take an awl and stab her i think like 18 times in the abdomen and um she needed surgery she had well she had surgery but without anesthesia uh, dying of thirst they wouldn't give her any water because they're afraid that it might ruin you know the it, it would just leak through her body the water and kind of contaminate her um her innards her bowels, and then while she was dying, she was prompted to forgive this boy, and she said, yes, I forgive Alessandro, I, I want him in heaven with me, which I just think is an amazing attestment of forgiveness. You know, it's one thing to forgive somebody and say, fine, you know, I forgive you, not, I just don't want to be around you anymore, but as she's in excruciating pain, she forgives the man who um, stabbed her and then says, yes, I want him in heaven with me. And sure enough, she appears to Alessandro while he's in prison, you know, weeks later, and he has a huge conversion and, you know, might even be a saint someday himself, uh, which is a great a great testament to the power of forgiveness. There's another story I heard about a woman that she, they were camping somewhere in the Rocky Mountains and they woke up in the morning and a, someone had come through and cut the back of the tent and taken their daughter out of the tent and they, they couldn't find her. And years or months, I forget, but sometime later, she was on a radio program talking about this. And it was, and she just said, you know, I, I've, I've forgiven the person who did this. You know, I've just come to grips with it. And the person who did this obviously must have some mental problem, but that they think this is a good thing to do. And I've forgiven that person, but I'd just like to know where my, bo- where my daughter's body is. And the man who had done it was listening to that on the radio at the time, and when he heard that she had forgiven him, um, he himself had a conversion and turned himself in and led um, the authorities to where he had buried the body. So, you know, that's just the power of forgiveness in other people's lives when when we do offer them mercy. And so just as God has given us mercy and forgiven us our sins, he asks us to offer that same mercy to other people. And we have to trust that what, you know, we can't do this on our own. You know, left to ourselves, we'll, we'll, it's, it's more than an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. It's an atom bomb, you know, for a sword. And, you know, I'm just going to go after you. But with Jesus, with the grace that comes to us through the sacraments and through our baptism, you know, Jesus will give us the ability to have this type of forgiveness towards our enemies. Mm-hmm. And this is what truly makes us Christian. Amen to that, Father. If you have a story about how you have received forgiveness from another and the effect that that's had on your life or how you have offered forgiveness to someone who has hurt you, this would be a great show to call in, share your story as we're speaking about forgiving our enemies, about loving our enemies here on The Inner Life. Our phone number is 888-914-9149. Again, 888 914 
888-914-9149. Share your powerful story of how the Lord has worked his forgiveness in you or in someone that you have offered his forgiveness to. Let's uh, go back to the phones now. Antoinette has been waiting patiently. Antoinette from Los Angeles, California. Welcome to The Inner Life. Yes, thank you for taking my call. The reason why I'm calling is that I've been interceding for those that have voted on this bill, AB2223, with this infanticide. So I started praying for these assemblymen, and they passed it. And I had to really intercede for them, but it hurt my heart because I knew these babies were going to die, and I couldn't do anything about it. It hurt my heart. Yeah, Antoinette, that's, um, and you offer I that payment to our Lord. And I pray for them, but it's really hard because I went through all their names. I had all their names listed, and I could not stop them from voting for death. Mm. They voted on death. So give me some scripture, give me some prayers, because I am an intercessor, but it does hurt. It does hurt your heart, yeah. A humble and broken heart, our Lord will not spurn. So, that's um, that your your broken heart is the, is the best prayer that you can offer up to our Lord. So don't, um, I mean, that's that's the the pain that's in our Lord's heart and the pain that's in our Lady's heart too at the same time. And so it's to have a heart that can hurt is a beautiful thing because some people's hearts are are cold and empty. And the fact that you have a heart that can experience that pain is a great grace and a great gift. So don't be afraid of it. And if you're if you do wish to intercede for people, you know, we're going to experience that. And you know, and that's the deepest pain I think that our Lord felt from that felt at the cross, you know, as he was looking out over the world and in his um eyes and his divine vision he could see every soul that would reject his love and reject his sacrifice and is reject his desire to be to have them in heaven, and that hurts. Our, that hurt our Lord tremendously. I think that's one of the reasons he sweat blood in Gethsemane. So you're just experiencing that a little bit. And so take that heart of yours and and console the heart of Jesus with it. Mm. But and in that you'll find comfort. Thank you too, Antoinette, for for your prayers and for being an intercessor for lifting the cares and concerns of. Uh, well, certainly of the unborn, but also of uh, the Church, of Jesus himself, lifting all those concerns before the Father and interceding on our behalf. God bless you, Antoinette, and we will pray for you as well. But I do, Father, think about this in, in relation to Antoinette's call, and as we're being encouraged in loving our enemies to will the good for them and to pray for them, um, to pray that they would experience conversion uh, in their own life and that sort of thing, but, um, you know, sometimes when, when I engage in that or when we engage in that, uh, sometimes, maybe oftentimes, we don't, we don't see hearts change. Um, we don't see people, um, well, like Antoinette said, you know, we, it, it, they, didn't, they didn't vote it down, you know. So it's, what's the, what do we do in that kind of situation? What happens when we pray and hearts aren't changed? Well, God, no prayers are wasted. You know, so you don't have to worry. I mean, there, there's not a single prayer that God wastes. It's all used one way or the other. I just heard a story, you know, you don't know if these stories are true or not, but, uh, you know, something I read on the Internet, that there was actually a woman who was in, 
you know, just like Antoinette, she interceded for a lot of people. She was a very holy person. And our Lord actually appeared to her and said, I want you, are you willing to accept um, sacrifices for the conversion of um, Stalin? He wanted her to pray for the conversion of Stalin at the last, at the, on his deathbed. And here's a man who, you know, had murdered tens of millions of people, you know, by his direct actions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, our Lord is reaching out to him in mercy. Now, th- did it, did it happen? We don't know. And so maybe when we look at Antoinette, you know, when she, when we look at the prayers that he, she had that they wouldn't pass that bill, you know, maybe her prayers are being used for the conversion of those lawmakers or the conversion of the people that are thinking of aborting their children. Mm-hmm. So we never know exactly how our Lord uses uses our prayers. And but we we use what we want to pray for as a motivation to pray more fervently and with greater greater love. And which is why, just as we're talking about intercessory prayer, it's always so beneficial to ask Mary to um, pray with us and to pass those prayers of Jesus through Our Lady so that she can kind of add her prayers to them and dress them up a little bit more. Wonderful. Well, uh, as we're continuing to talk about love for enemies, if you have a story of where you're struggling to to love a person who has hurt you or has hurt someone that you love, um, if there are ways in which you have actually extended forgiveness and have seen that change, a relationship, please give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Let's go from Antoinette to William, who's calling in from Lexington, Kentucky. William, welcome to The Inner Life. All right, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, Yeah, I just want to kind of continue with the theme of the conversation and uh, share a personal story that, as far as my family's concerned, uh, my parents split up about 20 years ago, and there's still a lot of forgiveness that hasn't been shared from my mom to my dad and to my, from my siblings to my dad. But, you know, by the grace of God, I've been able to forgive my dad for his past transgressions and our relationship has flourished over the past 10 or 15 years. But um, especially for the most recent caller that, you know, talking about the vote on infanticide and others that find it difficult to pray for those who are obviously in obstinate sin and don't seem to be uh, a saint which they can or or those that you know reject church church teaching and so on and so forth Um, there was a morning offering email I received uh, recently with a daily reflection and quote and the quote was uh, one just soul can obtain pardon for a thousand sinners by St. Margaret Mm -hmm. Mary Alacoque and Mm -hmm. um, you know I guess I don't know if she's necessarily referring to the saints in heaven that pray on our behalf or maybe someone that is still here on this side of the veil that's in a state of grace, but it definitely gives me comfort to know that our prayers are heard as much as it seems like they may not be. And of course we can always, you know, we can always, uh, I guess, match our, maybe match isn't a good word, but we can always unite our sacrifices uh, with, you know, the sacrifice that the Lord made on the cross because he forgave those that were crucifying him and all the agony that he went through, not only mentally, but physically to still say that, that's that that horrible experience yeah that's uh that that, that gives us great great encouragement to grow in our holiness i think this was one of the um i'd say this that's the secondary um motivator for growing in holiness the first is so that you will be holy and go to heaven the second is that as you become holier your prayers become more effective for for those that uh those that you love 
Yeah, it's uh, testimonies like that are, are just so great and so helpful, I think, too, because um, how many times do we hear news stories, I think, that uh, do nothing but foster our our hatred, our anger, our spite, our uh, thirst for revenge, that sort of thing. Um, but yet uh, William has called in and said, well, you know what? I offered some forgiveness to my father, and now the the relationship has gone has gone in a good direction. So yes, keep those calls coming. Let us know how uh, how forgiveness, love for an enemy, love for someone who's hurt you, um, has restored the relationship. And with that in mind, let's go to line. Uh, let's go to er- Erica, who's calling in from Mesa, Arizona. Erica, welcome to the Inner Life. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I wanted to talk about the result of forgiveness and compassion. I was married young to a man that was older, and through the course of the marriage, I became an alcoholic. And I made the decision to go into rehab to get sober, and said, you'll divorce me if you get sober. And a year and a half into my sobriety, that was true. And it was it was just the most painful divorce because I couldn't believe that we couldn't do something to work it out. Marriage counseling wasn't an option. Al-Anon, all of that was not an option for him. So leaving that marriage, um, I prayed for him all the time. He remarried, and we have nieces in common. So every once in a while, while I would hear about it, but... Two years ago, he came back into my life through needing some help. His wife had early onset dementia, and I could I, I could just feel compassion for him. And she eventually passed away, and we have a very nice, cordial, friendly relationship where, you know, it's just sad it wasn't there in the marriage. But for, for me, the forgiveness that I feel is just the power of God working in my life because that's not anything I thought would ever happen. But then what I can do with that is to take it into all my relationships because I want to feel that compassion and forgiveness for anyone else that pops up, right, that I have a, a, a hurt or pain with. So it's just a wonderful feeling to know exactly what that feels like. Well, congratulations. Yeah, that really, uh, I know... You know, to go along with that, I know a woman, I met her in the church. She would be sitting right up next to the tabernacle. She would scare me because the, the church would be dark, and she, all of a sudden I'd look up at the tabernacle to be this person sitting in a chair um, right underneath the, the tabernacle. And, um, you know, she was just crying. She was praying for her husband and her marriage because her husband, I guess, I didn't know too much about it till later. She approached me like three years later. I moved out of the parish I was reassigned to another parish, and I just goes back for an event. She came up to me and says, Father, don't let anybody um, leave their spouse because for many, many, many years, my husband was so just cold to me. He wouldn't even call my name, and he wouldn't even talk to me. And I just prayed for him and prayed for him and forgave him, forgave him. And suddenly he looked at me and said, You know, I never believed in God. But after all these years of you just loving me and sticking with me, there must be a God. And he had a huge conversion, started coming back to church, and hmm. she said their marriage was just amazing. Hmm. So, um, you know, the power of forgiveness and just the power of prayer. You know, yeah. God can, God really does work uh, miracles. I love it. Keep them coming, folks. Keep them coming, the stories of forgiveness and uh, working on how, or telling how the forgiveness, offering forgiveness or receiving forgiveness has made a difference 
in the lives and the spiritual lives and the faith of those around you. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. We got a good number of calls yet to get to here, Father, but we need to slip in a little bit of a break. So that's what we're going to do now. But uh, do stay with us here on the Inner Life and give us a call. Tell us your story of forgiveness, of love for enemies. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. We'll be right back. This hour sponsored by Ave Maria Mutual Funds, where financial goals are aligned with pro-life values and fund decisions are based on investment fundamentals designed to preserve and grow wealth without violating moral beliefs. More information at AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to The Inner Life. My name is Patrick Conley, sitting in for Josh Raymond today, along with Nick Centovich, our producer, and Thomas Engeser, who's taking your phone calls today, our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen of St. Paul University Catholic Center at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, as we're talking about loving our enemies. Some great stories we've heard so far, um, and uh, great questions we've had as well. Let's go back to the phones. Father, we've got Marco calling in from San Jose, California. Welcome, Marco. Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call on such an important topic. Um, I think I'm calling uh, for a couple of a couple of reasons. I would say my story real quick, uh, a story of, of betrayal, of pain, suffering, and, and all those things. A couple of marriages, one Catholic, and then I married again. Um, the first marriage ended up in my ex-wife uh, becoming pregnant. And, and so it used to be a lot of betrayal in that relationship, and then I married again. With someone who was in faith and and had a couple of children, so and the same thing repeated itself. And um, I've gone through the conversion process that is beautiful. I, I know my uh, got the annulment for my first marriage, and then I'm sitting here today saying, how can I? What can I do to help others that are either afraid to forgive, to be forgiven, to get closer to God? And I do believe that although much suffering has happened in my life, that I know that God. Um, has a plan, and I'm, I'm trying to become certified in theology of the body and all those things to help others as well, the younger, uh, young crowd as well. But here's something that I have a question for for uh, um, the Father. I I am healed, I believe. I have forgiven. I think I've been forgiven. God has given me so many graces, you know, recently to restart my life. But I'm concerned about a topic that I've been reading that I, ha- I don't have a lot of information and it's related to the attachment and the things that we kind of pass on to generation and generation for the lives that we have and maybe the DNA and things like that. And I was wondering if he can tell me, you can tell me, what can we do? Because I do have, at times I see my kids are young and I said, I uprooted their lives from my screw-ups. They're dealing with two homes and all these things. But what can we do to to also make sure that they don't go through the same cycles? Is there anything that the church can, can help us with and type of prayers, because I know a lot of people that I talk to have the same concerns. And so you could well, have here, the, yeah, a lot okay. of other questions. Well, yeah, well, here's the thing, Marco. First of all, at least the first advice I want to give you, you, you cannot make up for lost time. Sometimes what parents try to do is they make they try to make up for things that they didn't do in the past, and by doing that, they make things worse. In other words, you know, you, you, you cannot be the good father now that you, that you, you can't be there father now that you were supposed to be when they were young. That that time has passed. All you can be right now is the father that you're supposed to be right now. And just be as good as a father that you can be right now the way you're supposed to be right now. Which means that if your children are grown, they're making their own decisions, 
They're doing their own things, and you have to respect that and allow them to do that. They're going to make their own mistakes. Um, it might hurt to see that their mistakes are based on what you might think are things that you have done that kind of you know influence them in a bad direction, and that's going to be painful, and you just have to offer that pain up to our Lord. And um, just, I'm, I'm sorry, Lord, that... But at the same time, you have to remember, you know, I work at a student center, and every every year I see kids that came from great families that totally screw up their lives, and kids that came from totally messed up families that, you know, figure it all out and do really great things. So you, we just, you know, everybody's got their own path, and the God works with everybody individually, and trust that God used is going to be able to use the mistakes that you made for the, your children's good if they choose it. Okay, if your children choose the right path, the mistakes that you made as their father will help them become holier people in the future. So what you can do right now is just really um, pray for them and offer up a lot of sacrifices and go to Mass daily if you can. Offer up your communion, offer up your Mass, and offer your sacrifice that they will respond to the grace that God is giving them right now. So that, and you want to use your past sins and infidelities and mistakes as a motivator to be the best father you can be right now in the way you're supposed to be a father right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be my advice. And you should do that with a lot of joy, a lot of happiness. We have a merciful God. Um, as, as you've said, you've experienced a lot of grace in your own life. You know this God is merciful. Um, and you, you have to somehow translate that to your children but again they're adults now and they're making their own decisions but that won't keep you from just being as holy as you can right now and offering as much prayer and sacrifices for them as you can yeah good advice father marco i'm sorry did you say you had another question for father as well no that's it i just wanted to that's exactly what i'm trying to do so thank you father it really really helps a lot thank you you're welcome marco Thank you, Marco, for calling in. Let's go from Marco to Tim, who's calling in from Minneapolis. Tim, welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call today. I enjoy your program every day. I have a half an hour of it during my lunch break. Um, I was sent to prison for six and a half years uh, based on an officer's lie, and I was really appalled by the way everybody else jumped on the bandwagon to uh, hurt me. Um, After two years in uh, prison, um, I realized that my uh, appeals were not going to be successful. I ran into a bunch of really bad attorneys. Um, And uh, I did start a prayer group while I was there. I thought God had some work for me to do while I was in prison, and I should pay attention to that. Um, and even though the, uh, authorities told me that I had to stop, I just told them, well, I won't in front of, uh, 60 other people. Um, and, uh, of course suffered for all of that. Um, after, I guess about two years, I did come to the point where I would say my prayers every night. Uh, I was doing that already, but part of my prayers were to ask for blessings, um, for my family, for my friends, and my adversaries. Uh, Because obviously I'm praying for their souls, not for them, but for their souls. Um, And it's been really painful. It hurt a lot of people. Um, I'm still on parole from it. 
and it just, you know, praying for their souls, even though they've done something terrible to me, and I'm still furious about it, I can pray for my adversaries. I haven't been yeah, able to call them by name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, hopefully you can, you know, get to the time where you, where you call them by name. You know, the uh, you can always take the Count of Monte Cristo approach, you know, which is a story about vengeance. It's a long, you know, when you read the Count, Count of Monte Cristo, you know, you, you see the vengeance that he takes on all those who falsely put him in prison. And it, it's very satisfying at the moment, but in the end, he, he's left kind of empty. He's left very empty, as a matter of fact. And you just have to, you know, what you have to remind yourself, um, Tim, is that there's a great reward waiting for you in heaven by patiently enduring this. And when you get to heaven... You're not going to re- regret the time you spent in prison and what you did there. I mean, this life on earth is very, very short, and life in heaven is forever. And your ability to forgive these men and pray for them is going to give you a tremendous reward in heaven. Hmm. And uh, like I said, you, you, we, we never have to worry about vengeance. You know, God sees everything, and, um, and God is just. He takes his time, but God is just. Hmm. And your ability to forgive these men and um, and maybe ask Saint Maria Grady to give you that grace. Um, they didn't, you know. She was stabbed in the, in the stomach, you know, sixteen times. So um, you you you'll get there, but it's going to take you know just our Lord giving you that grace, and you're already halfway there, right? So you you've already done a lot of the hard work. You already can you know laugh about it a little bit. At least you did here on the show. So you know, don't stop moving in that direction. So anyway, that's, it's, it's, uh, it's an unfortunate event. It happens all the time. I know that as a matter of fact, there's a lot of men in prison who are there unjustly. Um, and there's, there's been people who have been put to death unjustly. Um, you know, it, it happens repeatedly. So, um, you know, my, my sympathies. Yeah, indeed. And it's a, it's a great reminder too of, um, I mean, Tim is a great encouragement to say that, yeah, we can start with prayer, and we can start moving along down that road. And then, Father, what you said, I really take to heart as well. That it's uh, it's you got to keep moving in that direction. That you can't uh, can't can't pause or turn around or go backwards. And we got to keep moving forward. So, Tim, we'll pray that you can get their names out as you're praying for them um, sometime here in the near future. But God bless you. Thanks for your call. Thanks to all who have called in. Uh, Father, we're into about our last minute, so I would love it if you could give us your blessing as we seek to love our enemies, please. Sure, may the blessing of God through intercession of all the angels and saints and St. Maria Grady come down upon all of those listening to this program. May you have the grace through the merciful heart of our Lord Jesus to forgive all your enemies from your heart. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Eric Nielsen from St. Paul University Catholic Center at the University of Wisconsin in Madison was our spiritual director today here on The Inner Life. Patrick Conley filling in for Josh Raymond. It's always a pleasure to do that. Uh, We've got Father Rich Geschel with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass coming up in just a moment. And then uh, tomorrow, tune back into The Inner Life when one of our mainstay spiritual directors, Father Dave Heaney, is with us. As we're talking about Divine Mercy Sunday, we'll continue the flow of today and continue talking about the Lord's great mercy. Thanks for listening today. May God bless you richly.